lock us in, load us in, pop in that A-track, spin the tape. Here we go. Hey now everyone, welcome back to a brand new episode of the Star Wars Time Show, and it's our favorite time of Star Wars time, and that is the Friday show. That's right, it's Matt, it's Nick, and guess what? I don't have Pete, he's out somewhere probably licking his balls or chewing on one of his knuckles because he wants to die, but Nick is contending with his own angry cats. It doesn't matter. (laughs) We're here to talk all things new Star Wars in terms of what you may have missed throughout the week with major Star Wars news, speculations, whatever. And I can tell you right now that there has been no news. There's been no news, right, Nick? Ever since Celebration, things have been kind of dark. So you don't have to worry about that. But that's why people like Nick and I exist. We exist to make our own content, motherfuckers. We That's do. why you should listen to us, subscribe to us, bookmark us. Because if, if nothing's going on, we're still going to find something that's going on so you know we're gonna do our fandom segment we're gonna talk top five we're gonna talk star wars artists but we're also gonna delve into a few special theory posts that nick and i cooked up this week so stay tuned strap those headphones on do what you gotta do because we're here to educate you on star wars awesome yeah that's that's our primary purpose here at the star wars time show we like to start with the top five with the community you guys have embraced us so strongly since we've started starwarstime.net since we went off on our own and kind of broke off from eb the star wars toy photography community has come out in force to show us love to show us support i mean it's fantastic whenever matt and i can go on instagram open up our dms and see like hey man Thanks for the support. I love hearing you guys. I love listening to you guys, seeing the, the reviews that are left on our Apple podcast page. Yep. I mean, Keep those are incredible, incredible stuff. It keeps us going when we see those messages from you guys. So keep them coming. And that's why we like to give back. We like to show you guys the love that you deserve, too. That's why the top five is always at the top of the Star Wars Time Show Friday cast. So let's kick it off today. With the top five, we have number one on the list. Got some Barton. repeats this week, which we just do. means you guys kick ass. Coming back, one repeat. It might be the, the the quickest top five repeat we've ever had. Number one, though, is Barton LTM, which is I, I'm pretty sure he has been in the top five before. Oh, a, he has with his uh, it was his Rambo Mall. Yes, that, that's what it was. That's what it was. Yeah. That was a, yeah. Yeah, I'm like dressed in like a like a snow coat or yeah. some crazy he shit. Was, like, yeah, it was like that's a what you can always expect outfit. from Barton here. And the thing, okay, so this shot here we have is a just a beautiful Grievous shot using which, incredible. Which Nick, I, I'm gonna atmosphere. chime in real quick. Yeah, I am still not even sure what Grievous figure this is. Okay, because I own the Bandai model kit Grievous, and I just picked up the new Hasbro Grievous. 
And for some reason, this guy feels wholly unique to both of those lines. So I don't know if he's kitbashed or if this is the Hasbro Grievous without his cape on. Either way, fantastic shot. Proceed. Yeah, I mean, Barton, if you, you heard the questions from Matt, if you can let us know where this Grievous figure has come from, uh, by all he means. He just looks different to, from every Grievous I've seen, at least in this scale. Or maybe it's even a bigger scale, I, I, and I can't tell, but it's just the the shoulder pauldrons look different, the, the leg coverings look different. Either way, it, it's not really about what figure this is, it's about the shot. Yeah, the shot itself is such a menacing shot we have yeah fantastic use of of smoke aerosol could be atmosphere aerosol it's not tagged in the post but um th- just the shot of grievous holding the two lightsabers like you said the the, the, well, the i can itself, tell you right now nick that that's no atmosphere aerosol this is like the shit i use i mean this is more than likely fireworks or a legit smoke bomb yeah uh the reason i i know that is like if you right there in the bottom right corner you see the, the smoke line tenders. trails of smoke yep You'll never get that with atmosphere aerosol. I mean, that's a true fire burn, firework, and or smoke bomb. So, yeah, this is, uh, I believe, legit pyro going on here. Yeah. I mean, shots like this make me feel like Grievous. Like, I want to see more Grievous shots. Like, Grievous is a super menacing figure in Star Wars and, like... You know, we got to see some of that in the prequels. We got to see it in the cartoon series as well. But shots like this, I mean, I want to see more fucking badass, grievous toy photography. Like, it, just because the character is so unique within the universe. If you look at the other main characters throughout Star Wars, they're always humanoid or very distinctly alien flesh type of character. Grievous is almost akin well, dude, to, to I mean, Vader in a way. You're exactly right. I'm glad you you ended with that because, and that's even what George said. I mean, Grievous was supposedly supposed to be the model for a a humanoid that has been ravaged but can be saved by uh, machinery. Yeah. I mean, so he was always supposed to be like, this is where Vader, the inspiration for Vader came from. The fact that a great warrior who was damaged beyond repair, could be salvaged through machinery. And that was really the, the, the concept George went with when he created Grievous. And, and I'm with you, Nick. I love Grievous, but like anything prequels, he kind of got fucked over in the live action. Now, when we talk about Clone Wars or even Gennady Tarkovsky's Clone Wars... He gets a lot more play, a lot more exposure, a little more backstory, and you 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 kind of truly realize who Grievous was. And uh, like most characters, as I said in the prequels, I feel like he was kind of shortchanged. He wasn't given the, his proper time on screen, his proper explanation for who he was. I mean, a lot of people don't even know that Grievous was a very formidable humanoid warrior at one point in time. He, he wasn't this robot. That's why he's got that meat sack in his chest and the visible, almost like lizard scales around his eyes. I mean, he is an organic being that sustained his life through machineries. So like I said, that, that this was the basis concept for how the em- emperor could use machinery 
to sustain a highly damaged but highly skilled Jedi, a.k.a. Anakin. Yeah, so again, just really cool concept for the character of Grievous. Really fantastic shot from Barton LTM. Barton, if you can let us know where you got this figure. Did you get yeah, like, bash it? What Did line it, is this like, coming yeah. from? Is this the Hasbro? If it is, fucking even more fantastic for you because it doesn't look like it. Is it the model kit or something different? Because it just... I Like I said, I own both. I own the Bandai kit and I just grabbed the Hasbro. And this guy just does not look like either one. So, yeah. Fantastic, fantastic photography work here by Barton LTM. At Barton underscore LTM on Instagram. Moving on to number two. This is a new account that we've seen. And it seems like a relatively new account on Instagram as well. This is an Ahsoka, like a behind-the-back Ahsoka shot from Stargram Wolfpack. And really... What makes this shot, I think, Matt, you, you have mentioned this before, it's called a golden hour shot, right? Catching that, that sun uh, right either when it's setting or when it's rising to get that, that beautiful kind of orange golden flare in the image. And the way that Ahsoka is kind of positioned here between these tree limbs. Oh, dude, beautiful. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's what initially drew me to this shot. I mean, it's... It's a great shot, but what sells the shot is you're getting that lens or the the sunburst through her legs. I mean that that's what makes this shot. I mean honestly, it takes it from a a basic shot to a fantastic shot. Yeah, and and in the end, that that's always been my eye. I'm all like lighting to me is everything. I mean I, I love the atmosphere, the aerosol if you're gonna do it, or the smoke bombs or the fireworks. But in the end, if you nail the lighting, you, you're gonna have a great shot. And you can expand upon that shot with the other effects, or you can just appreciate the shot as is with the natural lighting, and that's what this shot is. This is natural lighting complementing a shot and and amping it up by a a factor of 10. Yeah, absolutely. And what I really like about this is, you know, the position is a very casual position. You can see her, like, he propped her elbow up on the tree limb. You can see her leaning. And also, Ahsoka is not a very common figure that we see within toy photography at least within our top five i think this may be one of the first shots that we've featured with ahsoka as the primary focus so to to see not only the composition of the shot the perfect catcher of the lighting but also that featuring ahsoka a very you know seldom used figure was really awesome for me so i i really enjoyed this shot by stargram wolfpack um at Stargram underscore Wolfpack on Instagram. Oh, totally. Well done. Uh, it hypes me up for Clone I'm always going to be a Wars. fan of these types of practical shots because this is kind of where I started. I, I, I've said it before. I'll say it again. I hate the post-processing aspect of this hobby. It is the worst to me. I, mean, I still probably have 100 shots to edit, some that may be two years old because I don't like doing the special effects but in shots like this sometimes it's maybe a five to ten minute post-process job you know what i mean because you already have all the awesome captured in frame so great job there stargram way to go yep next up we have another first timer to the top five too this one (laughs) yeah man this is perfect we have a, a bb8 shot from jedi journal and it this this is so reminiscent of TFA. 
you can look at this shot and you can almost picture in your head seeing BB-8 rolling through the deserts of Jakku. This shot's all Metro about behind. its 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 depth of field. Like if we're gonna get technical yeah. here, Nick, th- th- this shot to me popped because of, it, of its depth of field, which means we're focused on BB, but everything else is kind of blurred out, bokeh a bit. There, you can see in the horizon, we're getting some bokeh going on. That's what I'm talking about. Like like the our friend here, Jedi Journal, really nailed the depth of field in the shot, and, and that's what made it stand out to me. Yeah, absolutely. You can see the trail. So, like, you're not only focusing on BB-8, like you said, but you can see the entire trail, like him rolling throughout the sand. And because of that, and and like you said, because of the, you know, the blur and the bokeh and the background, like, it, it gives, a, it almost, like, builds a story in your head. Yes. Yes. So, like, you can you can build a journey along with the image, which is really, really powerful. And also, like, the the color saturation up front right. in the in the in focus portion of it is so strong and it's so rich that really the the coloring of this picture is what pops it's almost me I mean, it almost has a light sepia tone to it, Nick. I mean, I, I feel like I, I get you. I know what you're saying. But just knowing what I know in terms of the editing, I feel like they've almost stripped some of the vibrance out of the shot to where they're not really ripping color out, but they're toning it down a bit. I believe this shot raw was probably a lot more vibrant than it looks now, is what yeah. I'm saying. Like the orange would have popped more. Uh, as I said, it's almost like it had a very, very, very minimal sepia wash to it. Yeah. It just like... kind of gives it a, a fine age, antiqueish feel. But yeah. also because, of, like I said, with the with the depth of field and the focus on BB, it's just it's it's a great shot. Yeah, it wouldn't all, be all, we wouldn't be fucking talking about it if it wasn't. Yeah, yeah, all around fantastic job here by Jedi Journal at Jedi underscore Journal on Instagram. Make sure to follow all of these accounts. These are all again fantastic artists every week on the top five. Fantastic artists shared every week at Star Wars Time Show on Instagram. Next up is our fastest refeature. <laughs> We're back here with Figure Hurts. Well, hold on, because he likes this. And this is how I first introduced him. It's Figure Fucking Hurts. Figure Fucking Hurts. Hurts like the car rental, like we said last time. (laughs) Exactly, right. And he um, he definitely listened and appreciated it. (laughs) I believe he's over, he's across the pond, but either way, Figure Fucking Hurts. Let's do it. Let's, Last Supper, Star Wars style. Yeah, in the beginning, in the uh, in the kind of preface to the top five, in my little spiel, I mentioned that I put a recreation shot in here, but it's not from Star Wars. This is the <laughs> this shot thing that I was is talking fan about. Fucking tastic! It is. It's just so fun. So for those of you out there who know about religious holidays or whatever, right? Easter if you're just a Christian, if, if you ever seen the painting of the Last Supper, yes. Basically, figure fucking hurts. Recreate not even basically. He, figure fucking hurts. Re- recreated it with Star Wars figures to a T. Yeah, I'm talking background and posing <laughs> to a fucking T. I mean, it is it is absolutely perfect the way that he did this. I mean, and, po- and Anakin, aka Darth, is Jesus. Yeah, Darth <laughs> which Vader, is, which is exactly how it should be. Yes, he is the Jesus 
of Star Wars. I mean, we, you know, we're going to have a segment later in the podcast where we talk about Anakin Skywalker. <laughs> this is a perfect Zuvio. He's got Zuvio. <laughs> oh my god. Like so many of like like you said, just the small <laughs> character. Oh, just fantastic, dude. I love the three PO. Three PO one and Red and Arms Yoda, like, and they're literally they had the exact same poses as the apostles in the real shot. Yeah. What is, that is what's so fantastic about this <laughs> is that he took the time to not only get the figures set up in the same order and fashion, but to pose them the exact look, hey, same. Look at the way. little fucking pieces of food and the drinks and shit. Yep, yep, everything. Where everything the fuck down. does that come from? Like, honestly, Nick. <laughs> where the fuck did he find these little mugs and like biscuits and shit i know like you can see like there, there's little stoppers there's little you can see like the, there's a the little level fucking of, <laughs> fork on one of the plates <laughs> the level of detail is fantastic even in the background if you look at the background of the shot it's the yes. same three windows as the, yes. <laughs> the background of the fucking look dude he rolled supper. out like a little that's that, that may be toilet paper but it's like the little fucking sheet on the table yep the it's t- like the, 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 the tablecloth i mean uh, there's so many layers of badassery to this shot it's insane it is it is so it, it's good, nuts man. And that's why I shared it, and I'm glad Nick picked up on it. Oh, yeah, man. This was fantastic by Figure Fucking Hurts. Beautiful shot. Beautiful recreation. The first recreation that we featured on this top five that is not a Star Wars recreation shot. Again, if you haven't seen... This is why you follow the Star Wars toy photography community. for sh- like Just incredible creative shots like this. Nobody... Not ever in my mind would I have thought like, oh yeah, you can yeah, recreate. Yeah, you got a goddamn Guavian in the shot. Yeah, <laughs> you could. Yeah, between. Oh my god, dude! Like it's it's fantastic, dude. I fucking love this. this it's great. I mean, so uh, like I said, it's it, it's really the the posing that gets me. Yeah, and that he he mirrored as as best as figure fucking hurts could. He mirrored the poses of the painting. It, yeah. it, it's just, it, it's everything. I mean, it, this is why we love Star Wars toy photography. Yeah. I mean, if you want to, if you want to break down of it, if you look at the, read through the original caption, he gives you, like, he tells you who is replacing who. Hux is doubting Thomas. Right. Obi-Wan is Jude. All I don't things. even care to know that much. Yeah. Because, you know, religion is, it, it is what it is. It's, it's evil. <laughs> but what i mean if, if people want to you know fine but yeah just believe what a, you want to believe either way this is a fucking fantastic shot yeah beautiful beautiful shot here incredible creativity displayed by figure Harris. well well done sir well deserved return to the top five right. and then the the final shot here is from jason b michael and it's a mashup shot i'm really starting to get into these mashups <laughs> they've been in the last few top fives this one is fantastic for two reasons. One, it's a mashup between two fantastic properties, but two, the original caption that Jason B. Michael here used was fantastic. So we have a mashup between Star Wars, of course, with Darth Vader and Pulp Fiction with Jules, Samuel L. Jackson's character from, from Pulp Fiction, and the original caption says, Your disguise does not fool me, Master Windu. And the good thing about that is if you look within the picture itself, again, a beautifully staged picture, Vader in the background, blurred out, 
uh, you know, slightly blur- blurred out his lightsaber, ignited, reaching towards Jules in the foreground. But if you look at Jules's gun, there is a purple flare yes. on it to signify right. the purple lightsaber of Mace Windu from yeah. the prequel trilogy. That's <laughs> great, Nick. I don't know if you've realized. I'm pretty sure in his other hand, he's, he's got the holding burger. a Royale with cheese. Yeah, he is. Right? Uh, it's either the That, Royale to me, is even more impressive burger. than the purple <laughs> flare on the gun. It's the fact that uh, Jason here included a, Roy- a half-eaten Royale with cheese. Just in in Jules Jules Windu's hand. Yeah, I mean this, and, and I believe, by the way, this figure I believe is the Sam J- or the Nick Fury from Captain Marvel. Yeah, but the head sculpt, I have to go with maybe an old boy cuts custom. But what what confuses me is this this Jason B Michael here. This is someone that has approached me through my Haywood Pop account. It's a new account. I mean, Jason only has maybe 300 followers, so he he's up and coming. But he's someone that, that kind of reached out and asked me some tips and what to do, lighting, this, that, and the other thing. So the fact that Nick has now chosen him kind of makes me feel a little, little proud. Dude, he's your Padawan. Like, I feel like, no, because <laughs> I, I ultimately feel like this guy's going to be better than me. But I feel like I have given him some tips that have led to him staging shots like this. Do you think? Can, can you like think of any any particular tips that you gave him that that may be at work here? Well, the the type of lighting, uh, I told him about. Not that I use it, but I mentioned the use of atmosphere aerosol or hand steam or stuff like that. Uh, the Aperture Tech light. He's also hit up Zay Black Series, so I mean that that's where the uh, atmosphere aerosol is coming in. But I mean the guy, the guy when it comes down to it, Jason just has a good eye because I don't give a fuck what type of equipment you have or what other people have told you to do. If you don't have the eye to stage a shot, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. So I can sit here and tell you that I have contributed to Jason getting here, but that's not the truth. I've just <laughs> given him some pointers on lighting equipment I've used and other things I've used for practical effects. This is him using his eye, staging, and executing. Again, beautiful creativity displayed here. Like these mashup shots and these, like this recreation that we've seen from Figure Hurts, as well as all of the other images that we've seen here. Figure fucking takes, hurts. Figure fucking hurts. It takes a fantastic creative eye, creative vision to be able to come up with something like this. To say like, hey, it would be cool if we threw in Darth Vader and Jules and use that crossover of Sam Jackson to, to create this really awesome mashup. Well, it's like I said, I I need to invest in some atmosphere aerosol, and I need to just sometimes forget about trying to go too big. Because this, I I, I looked at his BTS. This might be in a dark garage with some lighting and atmosphere aerosol. Yeah. But that's what gives it the atmosphere. I mean, that's what it's all about. It's It's the dark backlighting and everything's dark outside of your subjects. And then obviously you have that 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 backlight right there that's going to highlight the smoke. Yeah, it's so, it's a beautiful I, shot. Yeah, I, love I, I need to. Cause sometimes I, I want to get too cute. Sometimes <laughs> it's better to be more more simple. 
simplistic can definitely lead right. to fantastic shots. And yeah, it's not really about all the bullshit. It's about what does the snap look like? And Jason proved that right here. Yeah. So a fantastic job by all of our top five artists at Jason B. Michael for this guy here for the fantastic shot of Jules and Vader at Figure Hertz for the recreation of Last Supper at Jedi Journal for the great BB-8 shot at Stargram Wolfpack for our golden hour Ahsoka shot and at Barton LTM for the menacing grievous shot. Give them all follows on Instagram, like their stuff, comment on their stuff, and make sure to also follow at Star Wars Time Show on Instagram. Tag us in your toy photography for features to possibly make the top five and be featured on Star Wars Time Show. Beautiful stuff. All right, Matt, moving away from the fandom section, not too much in fandom. Like you said, we haven't had a ton of news since Star Wars Celebration. Right. I mean, we had other fandom stuff, but we had to cut it just real quick. We we do more than just resharing people's photography. I do try to find some web gems. So, for example, this week we got the first Lego recreation of the Rise of Skywalker trailer. I, I it's It's worth a watch. It's fun. It's creative. It's different. Um, and we also got another little web gem from the Arl Knots where Kylo Ren reacts to the Rise of Skywalker trailer. So, yes, if you're in the just kind of unserious nonsense, just Star Wars fandom, kind of like the post I shared a few weeks ago of uh, where Jar Jar subbed in for Ray in the trailer, that, it's that type of stuff. It, it's it's fun, it's fan creative, it's worth your time, but not really worth a full segment on the show. Yeah. Also, that our our uh, Star Wars Time Show Instagram feed also features all of our news pieces as well. Um, so if you want to keep up with Star Wars news, we have Bitly links in the Instagram posts that will that can lead you to the articles on StarWarsTime.net, and then we also have a link proper in our. Uh, in our about us section, our description on Instagram to starwarstime.net. So give it a follow. Lots of good stuff there. Um, next up, we have some Disney Plus news here. A little bit of a clickbaity title by me. I'll say it. I, I went out there and fishing for some uh, fishing for some clicks. But we do have the official announcement of what Star Wars properties will be featured day one on Disney Plus for those of you out there ready to subscribe. So, Matt, there were two things that were left off of this list, notably for the day one of of Disney+. Plus, and that was Solo, A Star Wars Story, and The Last Jedi. Um, a lot of people out there, there was, you know, I even posted it on my personal page. I was like, hey, look, you know, TLJ Solo not on, day one Disney+. Plus. I got some people commenting like, oh, it's not a, it's not a bug, it's a feature. Or, you know, this is probably Disney trying to right some wrongs. But really, what the more likely explanation of this is, is that they still have contractual obligations totally. to Netflix for these totally. two properties. Right. Yeah. I mean, yes, it does look a little shocking when you read it on paper, but it is, it's 100% legalese at this point. I mean, the reason Solo and TLJ aren't going to be there for launch with Disney Plus is because the contract with Netflix hasn't run out. I mean, if I will remind you, at one point in time, Rogue One was also on Netflix. But if you look at Nick's post, it's going to be their day one on Disney Plus because it's no longer on Netflix. Yeah. 
So all of the properties. So let's just give you a rundown of everything that's going to be on Disney Plus day one that is Star Wars content. So we have all of the original trilogy. That's A New Hope, Empire, Return of the Jedi. We have all the prequel trilogy, TPM, Attack of the Clones, and what, Rots. 20 years? TPM, 20 years. Good stuff. 20-year panel was at the um, Star Wars Celebration. I'm, drop, I'm dropping my 20-year post coming up here soon nice yes matt's been teasing us about that for a little while i'm gonna have so to I'm, I'm gonna have to edit it because when i first wrote it i was definitely in my fuck everyone in the prequels type of mode so. yeah he's got to take out some of the now, some now of the that i've vitriol. turned the page on that i'm probably gonna have to lessen the vitriol a bit yeah um so we have the all of the prequel trilogy as well and then we have the force awakens we have Rogue One, a Star Wars story, and then we have The Mandalorian. Right, and that's um, really the only one I care about. Yes. Manda, I mean, it is going to be super nice. I'm really, what I'm interested in seeing is, one, 4K or not. I assume that at this point, 4K HDR is assumed because Netflix and then all, like some of the others, I believe Hulu does 4K streams as well. So I, w- I want to know about video quality. That hasn't been confirmed yet. Well, I mean... Audio too, because I'm someone that audio and video go hand in hand to me. Like, I mean, the the best experience you can get. For example, my Avengers Endgame number one screening was on a Dolby Atmos screen because I know I'm getting the best picture and the best sound. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you're 100 percent right. So, are so we? Gonna are, have... I mean, are they going to render these in Atmos? Two, if they go 4K, I fucking hope so. Yeah, I hope so as well. The other thing that we don't know, and and kind of based on what we've seen the norm to be with Netflix and with Hulu, we don't know yet if The Mandalorian is going to drop the entire season on day one. Please don't. Please don't stagger. Yeah, or if they're going to do a staggered release like Matt just said. That's that's kind of Hulu's thing, which I, I don't get at all. I mean... Netflix has proven you can have a viable business model if you just binge dump. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, the the term binge watching came straight from Netflix. Exactly. So, exactly. so please, the, let, Disney, I know, I know, I know we shouldn't complain. The price you're offering is insane for the value. Let's bulk release, please. Yeah. The only bulk reason- release, let fans consume as they want. No bullshit. Yeah, the the only reason that I would see that they that they would do a staggered release with Mandalorian is to do is to use that as kind of a pseudo subscription tracking. Like if they are are they seeing watches trend up after, you know, from 1 to 2 to 3. So if you do a, a week staggered release, do you see watches going up? Or, you know, if you do a full flat drop the whole season up front, those numbers can get kind of skewed, you know, maybe, you know, in week two, episode two views don't go up, but you have to really kind of play the long game there to see like, all right, we're three months out from release. What do our full, you know, full run uh, viewings look like? So um, it's definitely possible that we do get a staggered release. I don't think that they're going to do it. Like you said, Matt, because it's been proven by Netflix over and over and over again that these full drops just attract people immediately and it it attracts them for long periods of time so you'll have somebody watching you know season three of daredevil or fucking right whatever you put out 
for five hours the first day it comes out. So. And I'm not even a I'm not even a huge proponent of binging. I I really don't binge. I mean, like Nick just said, I I like the the Marvel Netflix stuff, but never was I one to oh a release. I'm gonna make sure to watch it all within the first 48 hours. Yeah. Same Point here. is, that's Marvel. We're talking Star Wars. So if a motherfucking Star Wars comes out. And I want to dedicate 10 straight hours to it. I want that option. Yeah. And, That's and what I'm saying. From what we saw at the Mandalorian live panel at Celebration. Yeah, I, I want to watch all 10 episodes back to 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 back. Yeah. And then do it again in two weeks. Like, just give it another go. So I'm, I'm ready. Exactly. I mean, motherfuckers, I've already I've seen nine hour, or six hours worth of Endgame within 24 hours and i would take another three yeah so i'm all about binging and then re-binging if it's excellent material yeah the the material itself definitely has to be excellent and i think it's going to be excellent i don't think that we have to worry about i mean what comes down to this this list uh everything i'm looking i'm like whatever 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 okay the mandalorian yes yeah Uh, i own all the fucking movies I own them in multiple versions. Don't really care. Yes, it's going to be nice that they're going to be on that service. I want the Manda fucking Lorian, a.k.a. Mando. I know Mando. it doesn't end in an O, <laughs> but it makes sense. And even the motherfuckers who created it were calling it the Mando. Yeah, Mando. That's what they call them. That's what Carl Weathers called them. It is what it is, man. It's fucking Mando. That's what I've been saying since day one, even though it makes no sense. But the makers, the creators, the actors... They're doing it too. Let's do it. Yeah. So Disney Plus dropping on almost every streaming right. service available. And it has nothing to do with TLJ, you dumb fucks. No. The TLJ, yeah. TLJ Solo will be there. Hold your horses. I guarantee you by early to mid-2020, both of those movies will be on there. All we have to do is wait out this contract with Netflix, those movies will be there. It makes zero sense at all for Disney to drop every piece of content that they've ever created onto their streaming platform except for Solo and TLJ. So for those of you out there who are like, it's, oh, yeah, it's never going to come, you're off. You're just no, not it's, not. In the it's right called answer. deals, yeah. contracts. So if you have any of the streaming devices that you watch Netflix on, Disney Plus will surely be on there November 12th, 2019. We are literally With less than 7 five ninety nine, six ninety nine a month. I yeah. mean, it's the biggest no-brainer stream service of all time. Yeah, 6.99 a month. And not only do you get Star Wars, you get new Marvel material. You get right. Loki series. You um, get yeah, uh, uh, a Disney Vault. Disney Vault? I mean, th- th- free all if you if you have a kid and they watch disney channel they have over five thousand episodes it's obscene i mean the value now that they've announced the price it is obscene yeah i mean we were even you know back uh probably five six months ago we were going to be happy with fifteen dollars a month yeah bob Iger said he's like we'll probably be lower than netflix we're like okay so i'm playing i'm paying 15 for top tier netflix yeah we thought 10 bucks when he comes out and says seven we're like (laughs) holy shit like seven (laughs) dollars 
I mean, you can, and if you want to, if you want to upfront buy a whole year, you can do a whole year for for sixty nine ninety nine for seventy dollars. You could be homeless and afford seven dollars a month. Yeah, to watch you could you Disney could panhandle Plus. and make seven dollars a month, guaranteed. You, you got to find a place to watch it, but you'll have the you'll have the sub fee covered. So, don't worry about that. Um, again, like Matt was saying, fantastic value. All of the Star Wars content that you ever want is going to be there. Clone Wars will follow. Um, we don't have that's definitely not day one. It was not included on the day one release. And also um, the Clone Wars from Netflix, like the original Clone Wars series. It's plus, gone, the, right? yeah, it's gone. Like, I don't know if that will ever come to Disney Plus. Um, oh, I bet it does. I bet it. it yeah, has. I, you know, I mean, Disney owns it. Yeah, Disney Disney owns the license, so it could it it could get there. I mean, I, we should time. see Rebels over there, Freemaker oh, yeah. Adventures, Lego All Stars. I mean, all the shit that's on the Disney app now should be over there. You would think. Yeah, I I agree with that. So I think at some point we we have to get these other series on there. I mean, I mean Resistance I, I hope season they bring one. over like the the Yoda Chronicles and the Droids Tales Lego. I mean, I I love all that shit. I mean, Charlie is. She's a freemaker diehard. She loves the fucking freemakers. Yeah, but I mean, she appreciates Lego Star Wars anything. So I, I I'd love to get that stuff on there. So, all right, man. Well, uh, kind of moving on into our. Uh, by the way, we're approaching what some people would probably call spoiler territory for Rise of Skywalker. So. If you're someone that literally doesn't even want to fuck around with speculations or bullshit from two idiots talking on mics. You may want to tune out for the next three segments because we are going to kind of dive into some of the rumors that have popped up this week in, in regards to the Rise of Skywalker and some things we may see. I still think you should stick around because you never know. Again, it's just two assholes blowing out hot takes directly from their bungs. <laughs> so you don't know if it's going to be real or not. But first one coming up here, I mean, we always have to give credit and weight to something coming out of MSW, a.k.a. Making Star Wars, because... Jason Ward, his team, they proved that they get the scoops. Yeah. All right? So, and this is anything new. I mean, we're a little behind because of celebration delays and, you know, Nick works, I work. It is what it is. But anyways, MSW, I believe right around the release of the teaser, they kind of came out with a new piece explaining some new possible force powers we may see in The Rise of Skywalker, which J.J., and even Daisy kind of passed to JJ in the panel. And and really the the force power that MSW is talking about and they've they've given it a name and I kind of like the name. And they're calling it the Force Flash Fight Power. And the way they're describing it Nick and I'm just going to kind of set it up and then we can riff on it, but essentially Ray and Kylo due to whatever their connection be it related blood or just their connection through the force in rise of skywalker they're going to experience these force flash fights where they are fighting each other physically as in if nick and i had hammers and we are hitting each other in the head we'd feel it but while they're doing this their surroundings will be constantly changing not only in environment but potentially in time uh, the way MSW uh, described it is these fights may occur throughout time and locations in Star Wars Skywalker lore. Yeah. As in, 
They may be fighting on the, the deserts of Jakku one moment. With the next slash, they're fighting on Acto. The next slash, they're on fucking Tatooine. The next slash, they're on Naboo. The next force push, you know, they're on Corellia. So that, that type of stuff. So I, I dig it. And, and I, I do kind of see it happening. And I think the sequence we saw in the trailer may be one of these Force Flash moments where we're seeing them in an environment, but they may not actually be in that environment. It may be the Force producing it, this, that, and the other thing. Uh, the other thing I kind of like about this theory is that it, it, it kind of plays on some of the time travel stuff that Star Wars Rebels brought up. Yeah, and and the fact that the force can be used to take a force user, a good force user, a righteous force user, back into time, and they can influence that time, as we saw Ezra, good guy, influencing the timeline by ripping Ahsoka from her battle with Vader and Rebels. So, yeah. Nick, now they just kind of vomited that all out. <laughs> What are you thinking on this concept of force flash fights or force time travel in Rise of Skywalker? I think in the context of what we're trying to do and what J.J. is trying to do in this movie, give you as much of all nine movies as possible. You're wrapping up an entire saga here. Using this style, using this new power, it gives you a way to to visit all of those locations, totally. all those totally. Okinak locations without actually sending all yes. of the characters there. Yes. So it's a beautiful way to do it. And then also, like you pointed out, this has already been established in a way through rebels. Like we've seen this happen and it would be well, very also through TLJ through the fact that Snoke was able to pair these two through the force to where they could see each other. Yeah. And then but now it sounds like they're both going to be powerful enough where they're actually, fighting each other yet it's going to be across the galaxy essentially yeah and and like you said too in the, in the article this is also similar to what we've seen with ray when she touched luke saber and yes. tfa yep. like you get this projection like this this vision that takes she her felt it as if she was there watching these moments play oh out. yeah like we can distinctly remember she was standing in the rain with the knights of ren in front of her with bodies strewn about like that wasn't like a just a pure vision like she felt like she was there so it's been established like jj clearly was was leaning in this direction in tfa 100 percent. and then also seeing what ryan did and TLJ to, to, to build this force bond between these two characters. What I would like to see, what I think would be really cool is if they're going at it and they can't control it like this, it's just happening. Well, so, I, I was going to say, I don't know, like if, if you read the original theory, or even what I kind of summarized, but it, it's some people are, are speculating that in the end, if Kylo ever wakes up or Ray ever makes him wake up to where he realizes he's a bozo they may have to rely on this power to defeat ultimately what we think at this point is probably going to be Palpatine. Yeah, to like using use these the... flashes. Yeah, yeah. You know, maybe maybe they flash them back to Mustafar and fucking lava his ass. <laughs> yeah, depending on you know the state that we see Palpatine in, 
Um, if it is, you know, what's being thrown around as a rumor now that that somehow he has inhabited the the body well, of Matt speaking Smith. Speaking of Nick, like, we're probably our next special topic's probably going to dive into this. Exactly, like we're going to get into you know yeah, like Tuesday I, cast I, I, again. I did get that time we were talking about on the on the last special topic. I put in some time. I analyzed the, the uh, Palpatine returns theories, so that's a little teaser for what what's probably going to be coming up next week during our our special topic deal. Yeah, but it, it, I mean it plays into this 100%. Yeah, absolutely. So, um I would definitely be down. I mean, MSW is 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 famous for for calling out things and then having them come to fruition within the movies. So, seeing something like this played out I think would be really cool. I want to see how it's used initially, like the way that it's introduced. Is it just like are they fighting and can one of the people do it and that person is just taking the other one with them like you said in rebels it was the righteous it was the it was the light side users yeah because who could do I, mean, this. I don't know how much people dove into that but palpatine was trying to influence ezra and palpatine himself was trying to use this portal system that ezra stumbled upon on lothal but he couldn't because he wasn't pure of heart yeah i so, mean the force as much as it lets people get fucked up with the dark side for some reason when it comes to forced time travel it will not let a shithead influence the timeline but it will let a righteous one influence the timeline yeah so in this case like is ray able to do it and she's taking kylo with her or is it just one of those things that when these two powerful connected force users are clashing that these rifts just open right. and they I, just I, find themselves places. I, I, I think it's going to be more option two. I, I don't, as I've said before, even with uh, intern Ryan's theory from the Thrawn books, I don't think they'll ever directly reference shit that is cooked up in other properties. I, I think they'll, they may expand on and change as we talked about with the Skywalker name essentially becoming identifier, which is, that's what the Thrawn books were doing, but it just did it in a different way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're here. I don't think we'll, we will see the portal world that we saw in Rebels, but the concept of these Force Flash fights may be used in a way to explain how possibly Kylo and Rey can ultimately vanquish Palpatine. Yeah. I mean, I just, like, I'm thinking in my head about, like, when this is first in the movie, and, like, say it happens when they're fighting, like, they cl- like they, they run at each other, they clash, and then, boom, on the hit, all of a sudden, they're back in the forest on on uh, Starkiller base. Oh, and exactly. Or, like, or, like I said, they're on Mustafar, and a big fucking lava splash comes up, and they start jerking themselves off with their lightsabers like Obi-Wan and Anakin. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's a lot of really okay. cool possibilities with this. Totally. And I do. I'm, like I said, we, we believe in the MSW. There's no reason not to at this point. Uh, so I do think we're going to see these. I just I want to see how they actually play out because I think it be it could be very 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 fucking radical if done correctly. Yeah, I totally agree. Totally agree. So this is an awesome theory, awesome rumor out there from making Star Wars could have some really cool implications not only for the fights but like you said for maybe resolving the the overall plot arc for this for this film so good stuff out of making star wars we're actually going to move on to another rumor 
out of making Star Wars. So again, if you stuck with us for this one and maybe you thought too much, another spoiler alert coming up here, potential Rise of Skywalker giveaways within this article. And if you follow us regularly, Nick already mushroom stamped you with this one. I did. I like in my (laughs) mind... We I was cleaned like, it up a bit, but it, I mean, Nick's like, "Hey!" I put it right out there up front, and like, <laughs> like I was just trying to get it out quickly, and it didn't even I occur get, to yeah, me. I get it, man. The excitement <laughs> sometimes gets the better of us. Exactly. So, spoiler alert. Uh, <laughs> here we go. Jumping into it. So, um, as we all know, and Kylo, I think this is one hundred percent going to happen. By yeah, the way, I, again, yeah, this one, like making Star Wars is usually Fan on point. I service. Think yeah. JJ fan motherfucking service Abrams coming back and, and not we love to, him like, for it coming back. Not only JJ, but this rumor here is suggesting that another character is coming Yo, back yeah. in the form of, Oh yeah. Spoiler alert. Han Solo. Whoa. So, hey now. So, I mean, this makes sense to me. Like it does hundred percent. We could see from the very beginning when, when Kylo killed his father, that he was struggling with it. He was well, even, I believe in the book version, it was even more so. It was made even more clear. Like, it, as Snoke said, essentially crippled him. Yeah, like, it And that's why him. he took a crossbow blast to his fucking gut. Yeah, it, it, it weakened him. He did not expect it. Like, everything that you're, he had You're not going to catch a Skywalker with a fucking laser bolt unless he's fucked up. Yeah, mentally just shaken. And it was very clear that he was. So... We know Kylo's been struggling with this ever since that moment in TFA, and now it seems like this is going to be used, you could say, against him, but you could also say to benefit him, this attachment to his father. Of course. Um, well, the, dude, the way I'll, I'll let you set it up, but in my opinion, the way this, this scene is set up and described, it 100% makes sense to me. Yeah, so— 100%. It's a perfect way to do it. And too. I could see Luke being the one doing this. To facilitate it. Yeah, absolutely. Because he said, he told him, right? He's like, I'll be back. See you around, kid. That's exactly. what he said. See He's going to be fucking with him, man. Yeah. So, so Kylo, essentially the way that this scene breaks down is that Kylo is having one of those moments where he's sitting in front of the yeah, Grandpa Vader's helmet. Me. I want to be a bad guy, but I can't. Yeah. Help me, Grandpa, even though you became a good guy. Yeah, and the, here's the thing. like Grandpa Vader's never been there. Like He's staring at this husk, and he's trying to reach out to his grandfather, Darth Vader, through the Force. We'll get to this in, in our next piece. Vader is not there. So in this, in this conversation... Something comes through to him, but it's not what he expects. Yes. It's it's yes. Uncle Luke who is influencing him, and he gives him a vision of his father, of Han Solo, to show him that this is not, you know, this path that you're walking down, this is not the path. Your father loved you. Your father sacrificed himself to try to save you, to pull you back to the light side. Um, it should be noted, though, that in this vision, Han is not a force ghost. Han was never a force right. user. It, it he was seems like sensitive. more like a projection. So we don't know if it's going to if Han's going to actually be giving him the advice. Yeah. Or if Luke is essentially projecting Han's spirit through the force. Yeah. But it sounds like it's going to require some sort of it's either going to be Kylo's mind is going to be so fucked up that he's seeing him. 
or we're going to have some sort of outside force influence. Yeah, the, there's speculation through MSW that it could be Luke who's doing this, who's facilitating this vision. So now that Luke but is... But I, I guess I don't feel like it's going to be Luke making it up. I do feel like it's almost Luke channeling Han's essence is what I want to say. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to say it's going to be Luke trying to trick Kylo again and no. like making a puppet of Han. But as Nick said, it's not going to be a force ghost clearly. It's Han. But it's going to be something similar that Luke is facilitating with his powers. But it will be Han's true spirit is what I want to say. Yeah, I mean, I could almost see this as like, even if we don't want to say like projecting Han's spirit, but like what if he's getting flat, like he he's triggering mental flashbacks to moments with his father oh, when okay. he was a kid. Okay, that, that works like for that. me too. You know, I just don't want it to sound like it's going to be Luke tricking him. Yeah, it's not going to be like Luke is disguising himself as Han and projecting himself as Han to, to Kylo. Right, but it may, more, it may be him just creatively motivating Ben through old history, like Nick said, of, of Han. Or literally, Luke is that powerful that he can channel non-Jedi spirits into this corporeal form yeah i mean through this sequel trilogy we've now seen that you know some of the depth of power that these force ghosts have obi-wan said in the original trilogy like if you strike me down i'll become more powerful than you'll ever imagine yeah exactly and he did i mean he as much as obi-wan was a fucking asshole a lying piece of shit he was the catalyst that redeemed anakin yeah, exactly. Like his his admission to Luke about his, yeah his he, his work on Luke is what ultimately redeemed Obi Wan's biggest failure. Yeah, so I mean, I could definitely see Luke being the, powerful enough to maybe do like you said. Maybe he can he can channel Han's essence into right. the Force and allow him to speak to his son again. Like even though he's not a Force user. Yeah. Luke is that powerful that he could bring Han back for a moment. I mean, not from the dead, but just as a, you know, as a seance type of deal. Yeah, exactly. Almost like a like a Ouija board session. Yeah, like one of those <laughs> dumb assholes that fucking celebrities buy into and people pay money as if they're literally talking to the dead. Yeah. So I I really like you said. I really like this theory. I really do think that this is going to happen because. It seems like with this, Kylo, I mean, Kylo has to be a, a very central figure in this movie. His struggle, the decisions that he makes is going to dis, like basically decide the fate of the galaxy. Like if, if he decides that the dark side path is the correct path and allies himself with, with Palpatine or with whatever this other dark side presence is. I think I honestly think he will, you know, if, for a if, little bit. Yeah, because he's an idiot. If that's the path that he goes and sees it to completion, like he could very well spell the end of the light side, you know, if 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 that's what it comes down to. But also, you know, the way that Kylo, you know, so goes Kylo, so goes the universe in my mind. Like, you know, if if he goes dark and stays dark and there is no redemption for him, it's very possible that this just ends with the dark side fucking winning. I mean that'll never happen in a fucking Disney movie. You're, I, I would, um, 
I definitely buy into that 85%, but I think he would need a Palpatine to fulfill the so goes Kylo, so goes the dark side. Yeah, I I do think so. I don't think Kylo himself could completely plunge the galaxy into the dark side. Yeah, exactly. I think Rey is easily his foil, if not slightly more powerful. Exactly. But But with a palp behind him, yes, it's lights out. It could be lights out for the galaxy, but... <clears throat> excuse me this yeah this is another one fantastic find by making star wars likely this will make its way into the film in some form or fashion we don't know yet but han coming back huge fan facilitated by uncle luke also huge fan um this theory seems pretty solid to me um the last piece that we're going to move on to yeah, th- this is Nick's one of Nick's first big kind of think pieces here. So I'm going to let him drive this one, but this is a, a theory he introduced during our, the rise of Skywalker for reasons for whatever the fuck the title means cast. Yeah. And I encourage him to run with this because it, it was honestly, it was one that completely escaped my mind when I was coming up with that post. And it's one that I, Honestly, the more he talked about it, the more I was like, yeah, dude, you're 100% right. That This almost has to happen. So go yeah. ahead. Yeah, so when J.J. first announced that this was going to be a nine-movie wrap-up with The Rise of Skywalker, what should have been very evident to everybody was that in order for this to be a proper nine-movie wrap-up, Anakin Skywalker has to be introduced or reintroduced right, into the sequel trilogy in the end we've said it a thousand times you can look it up the maker himself is on record saying star wars at least in his mind when he cooked it all up is all about the story of anakin skywalker exactly like if you wanted to give star wars episodes one through six a subtitle like you've given each movie it would be star wars the tragedy of anakin skywalker Exactly. You know, that's that's kind of what this whole the the, the entire right. six movies yeah, were. The, the first six movies truly are a a tragic epic for the character of Anakin Skywalker. Yeah. And you know, when when we get to the sequel trilogy, Anakin aside from the Darth Vader mentions that we get with Kylo and seeing the helmet ha- has been all but left out. Um, I mean, 100% he's been 100% left out. Yeah. Because just- Anakin himself has never been referenced. Yeah, Anakin Skywalker has not been. Vader has Only been. his dark side alter ego. Exactly. But in order to do a proper wrap-up, and especially considering the new reveal that we had within The Rise of Skywalker, Anakin, in my mind, Anakin Skywalker has to be present. And I will break down to you, you know, for those of you out there who are thinking... You know, well, well, Anakin's story is wrapped is wrapped up, and I, you know, that's what I mentioned in this article, this piece that I wrote. Anakin's arc wraps up beautifully at the end of Return of the Jedi. Matt's favorite ending, you know, the favorite his favorite scene in all of Star yes. Wars is is the redemption yep. moment for for Anakin, saving his son, redeeming himself back to the light side, and saying no. And honestly, at this point, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, Nick, and this is gonna hurt me to say it. I almost think the no works now. Wow. <laughs> that almost... Because I've watched it. Because I've, I, I, I've even ripped the the original versions to my Plex server. Yeah. 
and every once in a while I'll fuck up and play the wrong version when little Charlie wants to watch one of the OTs. And recently we 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 did that Return of Jedi, and I'm like, oh great, I'll finally be able to watch it the way I want to watch it. And I'm not gonna lie, <laughs> I was watching. It's like, you know what? It kind of works. Yeah. It kind of fucking works. I mean, I, I'll be. I'll admit it. it. It must have just been me when I was little, and just because it was a memory. But when I watch it now without the no, it almost seems like it's missing something. Yeah, it's just you've, oh, watched, you've seen it so many times with the no that it's. Just oh, like, I hate even fucking admitting <laughs> that. <laughs> but I mean. But that was it was a beautiful ending, and it yeah. Wraps either way, them up your perfectly. point's exactly right. ROTJ, that's my movie, and it's all because of the battle between father and son. Yeah, and then that not that, even the no moment. It's literally the the battle all the way up until Luke realizes that he tapped into the dark, but he had enough strength and enough light within him to realize it and stop. Yeah. Anything outside of that's like whatever. That that's kind of gravy. But the beautiful stuff was really the the duel between him and his dad from the moment his dad picked him up on Endor, and you could tell Vader was highly conflicted. He was, but he Joined was such, me such a from loss. The beginning. Right, he was at such a loss and has been such a pawn for so long that he was just like, "Fuck it, it's not worth it." Yeah, I'll take you in. I'll turn you in. We'll do our thing, and Emperor's still gonna win because I'm a bitch. Yeah, he is but, almost resigned to the fate. Exactly. No, you're exactly right. He was. He was like, "I'm a bitch, pussy," <laughs> and I get it. That's my lot in life. But Luke still managed to even fucking turn that around. Yeah. So that that ending was perfect for him. Anakin, right, but it, it goes back to your piece. You need him. You need him. You've talked me into it. You need him. So for those of you asking, how can this be done? What is the avenue of entrance for Anakin into this into this trilogy? Well, we where we know Anakin can ghost, right? Oh, we yeah. Know, I mean, it, it's been established in any lore, canon, EU, whatever. Jedis can force ghosts. Sith cannot. Yes, Sith can proven only... in Return of the Jedi. Anakin Skywalker can force ghost. The motherfucker just can't decide which decade of himself he wants to come back in. At this <laughs> true, point. very true. So yes, yeah, so so Jedi can force ghosts, and they can they can go about the galaxy. Sith force ghosts. At least, I mean, this again. Like, I'm not sure about the the canonical. Well, no, 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 because for my piece, dude. And I've I've reinforced everything you've said about the EU, and they they have now carried it into the canon comics. Lord Mormon or Momin, I fuck it up every time. Yeah, he's in the new comics in the recent Vader run as being the first Sith Lord that essentially, and people correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe he's the first Sith Lord that learned that he could pass his essence to an object because he passes it to a helmet. Okay. Yeah, so you can definitely so their their essence can definitely. So stick as around. as Nick has expertly explained to us in the old EU, the lore, the Kotor days, Sith are known to be able to pass their essence to an object, a location, or a person. They yeah. cannot become the Immortal essence of their spirit the within the dark side because that requires. 
them to fully let go of themselves and become one with the force. And that goes against the Sith beliefs. Yes, 100%. So what I'm proposing here, and I think it fits perfectly within the, the bounds of what we've seen so far in this in this trilogy is two possibilities. One, like Matt just mentioned, Force Ghost Anakin is a thing. We've seen it. We know he can do everything a regular Force Ghost can. We've seen Yoda come back corporally. We've seen uh, Obi-Wan pop up on different planets to help oh, yeah. out Luke. Oh, and by the way, just real quick, Nick, I'll let you, you go after this. In J.J.'s TFA concept art book, by the way, they were thinking about a Force Ghost Anakin that was a Havzy version of his true self, meaning okay. his Vader era and his human era. Okay. Yeah. So again, like that, that is something that even JJ has, has played with. Um, so what I'm saying here is that like we were mentioning before within the, the conversation about Han returning, Kylo is conflicted and he's always reaching out to his grandfather. He's always reaching out through the force to, to Vader, to not to Anakin, to Vader and eventually, Anakin, in my in, in this one particular instance, Anakin will be the one to come to him. He will realize that that Kylo has now gone down this dark path far <laughs> enough. Great. Like after all these years, Anakin's like, all right, I guess I'll fucking quit worrying about sand and let this asshole know that he's been a bozo. Yeah. So in in. In my opinion, that's typical Anakin, though. So I, I can't get that angry. Yeah. So, so in my opinion here, um, what's essentially what's going to happen is like Vader will be proven to not exist within the Force. Like the art book shows, kind of a, a half C, like you mentioned. But in my mind, because because Vader was essentially vanquished when when Anakin redeemed himself at the end of ROTJ. He will no, Vader does not exist, which is why when Kylo is reaching out to the Force saying, you know, Vader, help me, help me, nobody's responding because there is no Vader. There's only Anakin Skywalker, the redeemed, immortalized uh, Anakin Skywalker. So uh, eventually, seeing how far he's gotten down his path, Anakin will reveal himself to him at, at, at a key moment and say, I've... I've seen you, I've seen your path, I've seen you struggle with the light, and now it seems like this is a, a moment, a, like the, the key moment in your decision-making process, and I'm, you know, I'm here to tell you that this is not something that I you want to do. I, I honestly think that would, I think it would redeem Hayden himself if they use him. I think they have to, but yeah, yeah. It would it would almost give a little more respect back to Vader. Yeah, I think it would. I mean, that just to have Anakin come back to to and this is kind of going into part two of my, you know, how could this happen? Way you know, th this would again be be Anakin Skywalker making a pivotal decision in his life, even his afterlife, to ensure the survival or to try to ensure the survival of his family so well, i mean we, we could argue he's still a fucking asshole if he literally has waited this long yeah i mean he essentially he, has let the galaxy go into turmoil again on his watch yeah i mean but maybe it could, it could <laughs> even be a a kind of luke 
coaxing him out. Like Luke is now in the same realm as his father. So well, now, oh, you think like Anakin was so ashamed of his acts that he cut himself off even worse than Luke did? Yeah, like Luke Luke cut himself off from the Force while he was alive, and Anakin has essentially cut himself off from right. the Force. Okay, that, that's 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 an interesting that's an interesting take, and one that I could definitely buy yeah. into. I mean, it, it's been established now that these essentially Force Jesuses can turn the valve off if they want to. Yeah, so I mean, Luke is now within immortalized in the Force, and he goes to his father. He finds him in the Force and says, "Like, yeah, because need- I mean, why wouldn't Anakin fucking shut himself off? I mean, yeah." You would think if he was redeemed and understood and reflected on his 30-plus years of tyranny that he probably would be like, you know what, I should just basically take myself off the game board here. Yeah. And, and I'll just I'll just kind of hang out and force ghost at the real land and be happy. Yeah, and it would take Luke coming to him and saying like, hey, yeah, the, father. The, the heir to the Skywalker... Right blood like the last exactly. living like, Skywalker. Hey, father like i mean i know you've been kind of on a holiday and you deserved it because you were an asshole but um your, your grandson's pretty fucked up yeah like he and is he may or may not be possessed by palpatine yeah so and that leads us into the second possibility for the return of anakin and that is purely due to that laugh that we heard at the end of the rise of skywalker if anybody is going to coax, if anybody is going to coax Anakin out of his, you know, immortalized force ghost hiding, it's Palpatine. His final act as a living being was to kill this man, right. to ensure yeah. that the galaxy was rid of the scourge of Emperor Palpatine. And to know that he is back, and not only to know that, but to know that he is back and threatening his family. Anakin's that would family. be motivating, you'd think, a little bit. Yeah. I mean, if we look at the arc of Anakin Skywalker, all of the pivotal moments in his life were decisions made to help his family or in his mind to help his family. His, yeah, you're right. When he was a, a child, when he in episode one, he said, I'm going to become a Jedi and I'm going to free you, Mom. I'm yeah. going to come back and I'm going right. to free the slaves. 100%. With his fall, he did it as, again, like in his mind, he was thinking, I'm going to do this and I'm going to save my wife from death. He made that decision to save his family. And then at the end of, of six, his his ultimate death, he made that decision. He turned back to the to light save to kids. save his son. Well, so, and, and his daughter. He knew about Leia. And, and Leia, yeah, to save like, his kids. Tell your sister. She was, you were right. I mean, it's you were right about me. Luke. So in in this instance, if there is to be a return for Anakin Skywalker, it would it would be to save his grandson, his grandson. Oh, it's so that beautiful. Could, Let's that do could it now. Yeah, print it, motherfucker. <laughs> Shoot it. I mean, this it, kid better be right because now he's writing a movie that I want to watch. <laughs> so now I'm gonna get pissed like all you motherfuckers did with TLJ if I don't see it. But yeah, I mean, so so essentially, blame Disney for fucking up my childhood. You know, we could we could see the reemergence of Anakin Skywalker within this trilogy to save. Please Kylo don't have long hair from Palpatine. Yeah, just crop it a little bit. Give it. A, I want to see. Him, gotta, I've kind of seen like some fandom art of what, <laughs> and I don't know where they're coming from, but he he almost has the 
Ronin slash Hawkeye Mohawk look that from would Endgame, be... and it kind of works. Okay, I mean, maybe he just like when he when he hit Force Ghost World, he's like, I need to trim. Exactly. Somebody. All I want, just don't come back with long hair, Anakin. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to I see mean, how they. The do only it. thing creepier was long hair Obi Wan and. Who's essentially become a meme for Jesus, by the way. Yeah, I know. Like, I a lot that. of people think Attack of the Clones Obi-Wan is Jesus Christ. Yeah, I, I love that. Just on his looks. Um, so, it's, dude, it's, it's fucking, that would be great. I am curious to see, I mean, if this happens, I'm curious to see how they do it. Is it Hayden? Is it the exact look that we had? In, no, I want, you know. I want, I want Hayden. Yeah. I don't want anyone else. I mean, yes. Come at me with ROTJ. I want Sebastian Shaw. But this, Sebastian I want Shaw Hayden. Is, is for he some dead? I don't know I why. I just do. Yeah, I think Sebastian Shaw. I is... just do because it's new. I mean, it, it, I don't like when someone changes a fucking movie. Yeah. Literally, it was put out, and then 10 plus years later, it was fundamentally altered. Yeah, it was such a weird decision to do that. And like yeah. I said, I'm kind of getting into the no now, but I hate that they wax Yub Nub. I hate that they subbed in Hayden for Sebastian in the ghost shot. Yeah. But as I say that, I literally, if we're going to bring back Anakin and Rise, I want Hayden fucking Christensen for some reason. Yeah, I mean, well, Sebastian Shaw is, one, dead. He's been dead since 1994, so he ain't coming back. And so the only, I mean, the, the rightful, the true Anakin in the Star Wars universe is Hayden Christensen. Like well, I, I, and, and the precedent, honestly, as much as I bitch about it, it's been set. Yeah. So, yes, if he does come back, he probably will come back in Hayden form. Yeah. And so, that's why I, I don't think we'd get a Ewan ghost because that's not the Obi-Wan ghost we know. Yeah. It would be weird. We'll, we'll have to see, yeah, how... It how would be weird. I mean, would fans love it? Would you and I probably be like, yeah, that's cool? Of course, but it would it would definitely be weird. Yeah. Um, so I so I kind of laid out one theory I had of how this could play out. And I kind of talked about this a little bit within the last podcast. But um, essentially, with this type of deal that we're seeing with Palpatine, if he is like, depending on the route that they go, if he is, if his essence has inhabited a place or a, an object, he has to be essentially exercised. And that's a very, very difficult thing for a for a force user, a living force user to do. Like you can't kill a force ghost, like a force essence with a lightsaber or with a force thing. Like you have to banish them. Like if we look back in in previous stories, like in order to get rid of Sith spirits, like bonded spirits, you had to banish them. So Yeah, and, like some itchy witchy cat's ass stuff. Yeah, and in certain instances, other light side force ghosts were there to assist in the ritual, um, like the the banishing of the of the spirit of Exar Kun. There was another powerful Jedi force ghost there helping this to happen, like helping the banishment ritual. So if anybody is going to help banish Palpatine, it's going to be fucking Anakin. Like Anakin will be there to ensure. That not only has this man's body been killed, but his spirit is also killed. So if if we get to a situation where it's like Kylo Ray versus Palpatine in some form, I want to see Force Ghost Luke, 
Force Ghost Leia, Force Ghost Anakin, all there fighting against this one true evil of oh, the Star Wars galaxy. Like, clear, because everybody, every one of them has fought him in some way. Like, you know, if that if that's the case where, you know, and, like Ray and Kylo are now fighting him, Luke and Leia fought him in episodes, you know, three, four, five, I mean, four, five, six, and then Anakin fought him, I mean, you know, in a way, like, tried to, to resist his seduction in episodes one through three. Like, it, it's, it's there. And then also, if we want to look at the importance of, of, of family, Anakin killing Palpatine is him killing his father. Like, we have to accept that now within... Technically, yeah. Yeah, within the Star Wars galaxy, that is canon. That is... Anakin's father is Palpatine he would be the one to kill him almost like, I mean, you could argue, you know, a lot of the damage done to, to, to Vader in that final fight was done by Luke. And like, you know, the, the argument, no, I don't, I, I mean, I mean, yeah, Palp it, killed the him. lightning is what killed Vader. Yeah. I mean, Palp definitely killed I mean, it him. It fries out his fucking life support. Yeah. His, his suit. I mean, Luke, Luke beat his ass and chopped his hand off, but that was it. Yeah. Palpatine definitely. I mean, Vader might have emotionally felt rough based on the beating Luke gave him, but ultimately, what killed Vader was the fact that he picked up a Sith Lord and absorbed all of his force lightning. lightning. Yeah. So. And by the way, he is a robot. Yeah, he's an all almost so, <laughs> completely robot body. Lightning or any type of power surge doesn't bode well for circuitry. Yeah. So so adding in all of that, like even bringing in Palpatine as Anakin's true father, like it it if if Anakin is not there at the end of this movie and Palpatine is our primary villain that we're confronting, then I don't know what what's happened. Like, I don't even I I wouldn't even say that he has to be there at the end. I do agree with you now that he almost he has to be involved somehow, even if it's a check-in or, or as it's been explained, you know, hey, Ben, fucking wake up, dummy. Yeah, like he... Something like that. Like, I, I, I'm not saying Anakin's got to come here and win the day. I, that's not going to happen. I mean, it's going to be Ray and Kylo that win the day. Yeah. But I, 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 I'm with you now. I, I do think Anakin at least has to be heard, even if it's just a voice through the Force. He's got to do something to lay down his influence on this outcome. Yeah, I think that's that. It has to be done for it to proper for you to properly wrap up. Of course, nine movies of, of the Skywalker saga. Right, Anakin has to be involved. I mean, Shmi May gave him the name. He's the one that made it famous. So I, I, I think these two things that I laid out here are very, they're plausible, they're possible within the, the realm of, you know, the, the sequel trilogy that we see now. And I think that, uh, bro, anything's possible now that Palpatine's coming back. Oh, yeah. And then, you know, even if you throw in like the inclusion of George, like George being involved, I mean, of course. It, you know, in some way with with the. You know, with this movie, like, he is going to tell J.J., like, Anakin's got to be here. Like, you know, he's been overlooked throughout this whole trilogy so far. If you buy into the maker's story about this saga, it's Anakin's story. At least one through six was. Yeah, so, and if you're bringing back the big bad from one through six, then you have to bring back 
his counterpart. So his, um, his beloved, his coveted apprentice that got damaged and never quite lived up to what he thought he could become. Yeah. So that's that's my theory. Um, I have the entire post written up on StarWarsTime.net if you want to go give like it a read. It. I like it. It's good stuff. Um, it will like be, it. It'll be linked. So feedback. If you guys think that this is stupid, let us know. If you like it, let us know. There, hey, there's nothing better than be told you're stupid online, so bring it. I know. I love I, it. I, I I've like... been taking it up the ass all week because of an article <laughs> I put on EB. So let's get it. I mean, yeah. we, we like that type of interaction. Show we us like the, the nice stuff, too. But if you want to hate, yeah. hate. Show us the hate. Show us the love. Show us Either anything. way, you're showing us something, and that's all we crave. I mean, we're we're pathetic humans. <laughs> we, we we want need, we need recognition. We need we need something interaction. Yeah. So that's we that's, we can see the downloads. That's great. Downloads yeah. are growing up month and month and month and month and month. So we know we're doing something. We still want a little more interaction, a little more ratings, a little more reviews, a little more just hey fuckheads. We don't like you, or we like this, or we agree with you. We don't agree with you. Will you ever talk about this? Can you talk about that? We're here for you, right? Bring yes. it. 100%. All right, my friends. Well, I mean, eh, probably not not our usual length, but also not the shortest cast. That's how we roll. I mean, whenever you turn these mics on, you never know what the fuck Nick and I are going to do. You always know we're going to educate you on something Star Wars, though. So that's why you should love us. That's why you should praise us, subscribe to us, rate us, review us, like us, hate us. It doesn't matter. Just come along for the ride and provide that feedback. Because there's always time for Star Wars time. That's why we are Star Wars time. We're here to give you what you need to know to be a solid Star Wars fan. Not a shitty Star Wars fan. A solid Star Wars fan. You'll always be in the know if you tune in to the Star Wars Time Show. That may or may not be our new jingle. That's a good one. I like it. All right. So get with it, people. We'll be coming at you with some more special topics coming up. Like I said, I, I did a little video on how Darth Pal or fuck Darth Palpatine. Who the <laughs> fuck am I? Might as well just not even call myself a fan. How Darcidious may make his return in Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker. Uh, but we're also going to you know, start working out on some community outreach, doing some of those interviews we talked about. So again, if you're listening and you want to come on, you, even if you don't want to talk about your art, you just want to come on and talk about Star Wars, we're here for you. That's what these special topic recordings will be moving forward until Star Wars Resistance returns this fall. So we're usually going to have, outside of vacations, at least one episode a week to delve into whatever Star Wars. If you don't give us something to talk about, we'll find something to talk about because we are dedicated to all things Star Wars. All right, my friends. Blah, blah. Abala, zubidoo, jabada, zubidoo, oshuda. Did you guys get that? I'm speaking a little... Um, Bouch at you right now, a little hut tease, because sometimes I stumble over my own tongue. It doesn't matter. You know what to do. Star Wars, time it up. We love you. Keep it coming. Here we go. May the force be with you always. Yeah.